You are Locked On Kings, your daily podcast on the Sacramento Kings. Part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. And now, ladies and gentlemen, it is that time. Time for another episode of Locked On Kings. Warning, today's episode contains spoilers for our Locked On NBA Ultimate Mock Draft. What I decided to do with the ninth overall pick for the Sacramento Kings. So if you haven't heard that, go back and listen to the Tuesday episode picks 6 through 12 on our Locked On NBA Ultimate Mock Draft so you have full context. If you're still here, I assume you already have and don't care about spoilers. So on today's Locked On Kings podcast, I'll tell you why I made the trade that I did sending Buddy Heald and number nine to the New Orleans Pelicans for pick number 10 and Eric Bledsoe. I'll share with you why it is the right move for the Sacramento Kings. I'll talk about my selection of Franz Wagner at number 10 and more on today's episode of the Locked On Kings podcast. Hello and welcome into Locked On Kings, your podcast hub for Sacramento Kings coverage all regular season and all offseason. If you're looking for in-depth analysis, game-by-game breakdowns, highlights, interviews with local and national experts, full coverage of the Sacramento Kings from January all the way through to December, this is the place for you, part of the Locked On Podcast Network. And today's episode is brought to you by Spotify Green Room. Download the Spotify Green Room app and find one of our Locked On rooms. My name is Matt George. I have the privilege of being your host here. I've been a Sacramento sports radio host for the last six nearly seven years and I'm looking forward to season number eight covering the Sacramento Kings both as an on-air host and multimedia journalist can I officially say I've started season number eight now seeing as how the NBA finals are over congratulations to the Milwaukee Bucks the city of Milwaukee Giannis Antetokounmpo for an incredible NBA finals that team finally did it coming back from 2-0 down over the Phoenix Suns, and congratulations to the Suns, head coach Monty Williams, Chris Paul, Devin Booker, DeAndre Ayton for the phenomenal season that they had. I know they wanted to finish it, especially up 2-0, with a championship and some rings. Really, it's easy to feel bad for Chris Paul over everything else as his list of 0-2 leads blown just keeps getting longer and longer. But I look forward to seeing the Phoenix Suns hopefully run that team back and maybe they can make another deep playoff run. So if this doesn't count as the start of season number eight, at least we are one step closer. And we're one day closer to the start of the NBA draft. And every single year, the Locked On Podcast Network does a fun exercise where the Locked On hosts take over the draft for their team. Well, this year we took it up a notch. The ultimate mock draft featuring trades, draft picks, expert analysis from Odyssey experts, all of our local experts, some of the biggest names in the NBA draft game, not to mention just some of the biggest NBA analysts in the country, all coming together to put our week-long ultimate mock draft out for you. I hope you are listening, and I hope you are checking out each and every single episode. But if you listened to episode number two on Tuesday, you would have heard me deciding to trade pick number nine and Buddy Heald to the New Orleans Pelicans for Eric Bledsoe and pick number 10. I know there are a lot of people that don't like this trade, especially from the Sacramento Kings perspective. And I also know there are a ton of people who don't completely understand it. But before I explain why this move is correct for the Sacramento Kings and why I made this move, I will tell you some behind the scenes here 
I shopped Buddy Heald, Marvin Bagley, and number nine as aggressively as I could. Easily, there was not another team in our ultimate mock draft that was looking for trades and involved in trade conversations more than I was with the Sacramento Kings. I even had at one point a deal on the table that almost happened. It was a three-team trade between the Sacramento Kings, Indiana Pacers, and Phoenix Suns. Miles Turner and pick number 13 would have come to Sacramento along with Jay Crowder from the Phoenix Suns. I believe Buddy Heald would have gone to Phoenix. Marvin Bagley and pick number 9 would have gone to Indiana. And there were some other second-round picks and maybe a future first going around as well. We almost had this deal agreed upon. Unfortunately, both the locked-on Suns and locked-on Pacers got cold feet and decided to back out. So maybe that would have been a more exciting, more sexy deal. I also had conversations with the Oklahoma City Thunder about swapping Marvin Bagley straight up for just a first-round pick, pick number 16 or 18 in that range. Had conversations with the Rockets, had conversations with the Grizzlies, had conversations with the Lakers even. Couldn't get anything done, which I think is, even though this has a fantasy element, as of course us podcast hosts are not actually general managers, but I think that's a good example of what the market is like for both Buddy Heald and especially Marvin Bagley. I tried straight salary dumps. I tried player-for-player swaps. Believe me, I did everything I could to try and get equal or better talent in return, willing to attach that number nine pick in a multitude of deals, and I couldn't get anything done. That's going to be a problem that Monty McNair and the Sacramento Kings face. They're probably already facing it right now. And if a trade is not done by draft night and the Kings end up selecting a player at number nine, I am convinced it's because they couldn't find the right deal because the value of both Buddy Heald with his contract and Marvin Bagley just with Marvin Bagley and all his question marks wasn't good enough to simply attach the number nine pick to and get something of value in return. But... In terms of a realistic best-case scenario, the trade that I executed with the New Orleans Pelicans, to me, is right at the top. I didn't want to do some crazy, fantasy, fun, stupid, dumb mock draft trade that would never, ever, ever happen, which that three-team deal that I told you a little bit about probably is more in that category than it is realistic. Buddy Heald and Eric Bledsoe being swapped, even if number 9 and number 10 aren't involved in that deal, that is a very realistic trade that I could see happening. In just a little bit, you're actually going to hear from Jake Madison. He and I came together, we recorded a segment, we talked about our negotiations in that trade, why we think it's likely for both sides. You're going to hear that in just a second. But what you need to understand is that Especially in a Buddy Heald trade, the Kings are never going to get equal value in return for Buddy Heald in terms of a current veteran player. If Buddy Heald is being traded with that over $60 million contract that he still has remaining, you're not going to get better back. You're probably not going to get equal back. Eric Bledsoe, even if he's a little bit worse, is as close to equal as you're probably going to get. And look, I know Bledsoe is not the sexiest name on the planet, and I didn't receive this offer from the Pelicans and immediately jump on it. It wasn't the exact deal that I was looking for because there are concerns about Eric Bledsoe. I think it's fair to say that Buddy Heald is a better basketball player than Eric Bledsoe because of Buddy's elite shooting. But what does Eric Bledsoe provide the Sacramento Kings? He's a significantly better guard defender. 
I know there are concerns with his ability to stay healthy, and when you're trading away Buddy Heald, who is one of the most reliable players in the NBA in terms of staying healthy, there are concerns there. I think people forget how good Eric Bledsoe was with the Milwaukee Bucks. Now, he was terrible this last season with the New Orleans Pelicans. Just absolutely terrible. And there's a very good chance that he won't necessarily be happy playing a backup role in Sacramento. I get that. But Eric Bledsoe's happiness and really what he provides the Sacramento Kings on the floor is not the most important part of this deal. And that's what you need to understand. When you look at this trade that I executed and you compare Buddy Heald to Eric Bledsoe and you see that I gave up the better pick in the trade even though it's just one spot, and I'll talk about that more in a little bit, I expect you not to like it until you understand the context behind it. And it's all financial. Not to bore you with the salary cap, but if you've been listening to Locked on Kings recently, you've heard me talk a lot about how little money the Sacramento Kings have, how little cap space they have this offseason, how they are basically capped into being an at-best 8th or 7th seed team. Monty McNair, with the exception of Tyrese Halliburton and paying De'Aaron Fox, basically still has Vlade Divac's roster. He also has a couple other small additions like Terrence Davis and DeLon Wright and Mo Harkless, and we'll see if he's able to hang on to those pieces. But ultimately, the Kings don't have the flexibility of cap space that Monty McNair wants for Sacramento. A lot of that cap space is eaten up by the, quite frankly, terrible contract that Buddy Heald is on. Now, the contract gets a little bit better as time goes on, but next season, Buddy Heald is owed $22 million. And when you have Tyrese Halliburton on your roster, who is already here to replace Buddy Heald as that starting two guard, you don't necessarily want to pay Buddy Heald $22 million to come off the bench. In this deal, right away, Eric Bledsoe makes $4 million less than Buddy Heald. Right away. That's $4 million of cap space that you can use this offseason. Now, that $4 million is not enough to re-sign Rashawn Holmes. So if that's the bar, you're probably disappointed with that. But even so, I have an out for you. And I'll get to that. But what's really important about Eric Bledsoe's contract is the fact that he is only owed $3.9 million guaranteed next season. So you might see on the surface a two-year deal coming back and you might say, oh, I don't want two years of $18, $19 million being paid to Eric Bledsoe. Well, that's fine because the Kings can waive him at the end of this season if they don't trade him at the deadline, which he's a valuable trade deadline asset. They can waive him only pay him $3.9 million, and in the end, that saves them over $38 million in cap space moving on from Buddy Heald's deal. That is massive for the Sacramento Kings. That is a huge chunk of change. They get out of that Buddy Heald commitment. They get out of that significant financial commitment. They take one year of Eric Bledsoe's money, and then the cap space opens up significantly starting next summer. And I talked about the immediate cap space that that gives you, $4 million. Now that Eric Bledsoe is here, you can easily shop DeLon Wright and his $9 million, try and take less money back in return. There's more cap space you've opened up potentially to go after Rashawn Holmes. Or you hold on to both DeLon Wright and Eric Bledsoe, and you shop them during the regular season. Although I would try and shop DeLon Wright immediately this offseason, which of course I didn't do for this exercise because it's just for a mock draft. This is the best move that I could come up with for the Sacramento Kings. It's not sexy, but if you understand the financial implications of this deal, it makes a lot of sense. 
a lot of sense. I think it's very possible that it could happen. And if you don't like it because you think Buddy Heald is worth more than that, and you'd rather the Kings hold on to Buddy Heald, take that risk, and maybe be able to trade him at the deadline, I understand that. I get that. Truly, I do. But if that's your choice, you're committed to keeping Buddy Heald around, you're more than likely committing to Marvin Bagley being your starting center next season and watching Rashawn Holmes go and ball out for another team. That's the reality. So now that you have that context, let me know how you feel about this trade. And also let me know how you feel about the pick of Franz Wagner at 10. I didn't mind swapping the number 9 and number 10 picks. I didn't mind at all because I knew that my guy was still going to be there at 10. Moses Moody was at the top of my board. The Magic took him at 8. At that point, I wasn't worried. I know the New Orleans Pelicans also wanted Moses Moody. They're looking for shooting. Corey Kispert was number 2 on their board. So swapping number 9 for number 10 when I know my guy's still going to be there, it's meaningless. It doesn't matter to me. So really, you could take that out of the equation because I still got the guy I wanted in the draft. I didn't have to lose my draft pick to move on from Buddy Heald's money. And on top of that, I got at least a serviceable player in return that can help the Kings on defense, which is what they're looking for this offseason. Again, not the sexiest move, but it checks all three boxes of what I wanted to do in the draft. I'm thrilled with it. Are you or do you not like it? Would you have tried to do something different? And I'm telling you, if you think of a better trade, I probably tried it. And it didn't work because other teams weren't interested. But let me know at Matt George Radio on Twitter. Email me mgeorge at sacklocalmedia.com. And you're going to hear in a second my conversation with Locked On Pelicans host Jake Madison, how this deal came about, what both sides were thinking, and why we believe this deal could actually happen. Plus, there's another element of this trade that we didn't do in this ultimate mock draft that we both wish we did. That's coming up next. Before that, though, today's episode is brought to you by Spotify Greenroom. Greenroom is the first social audio platform made for sports fans. The app is free to download, and once you're in, you can talk with fans, athletes, and insiders in real time about your favorite team or sport. Greenroom is the perfect place to start or join a conversation around the NBA or whatever league you're interested in. You'll find fans just like you on Greenroom for watch parties, debates, post-game breakdowns, and, of course, reacting to big news or rumors. You can even find locked-on hosts across the NBA, MLB, and NHL. I'll be joining the app soon, so be sure to get started. I will meet you there. Go download the free Greenroom app now. Currently available on all iOS devices and Android devices, too. Be sure to create a profile, link your Twitter, and join the NBA, NFL, MLB, NHL groups for the latest league updates. I know you'll find a ton of incredible rooms around your favorite teams and leagues. I can't wait to join you all on the app. I'll be sure to let you know once the Locked On Kings room is live. Download the Greenroom app today. Greenroom, changing the way we talk sports. Matt George, the Locked On Kings podcast, joined by Jake Madsen of the Locked On Pelicans podcast. Day two of the Locked On NBA Ultimate Mock Draft is in the books. And I would say the Kings and the Pelicans stole the show in day two with the trade that we agreed to. <laughs> Wouldn't you say, Jake? Yeah, they we definitely had them talking more than anything else, which is good, right? That's what we're here for. Um to give some like insight and provide interesting discussion points on all of this. So, I I thought we did I thought our trade made sense, like perfectly to be honest, it seemed like everyone was like, yeah, this is fine. Yeah, I wanted to get together with you and talk about this and talk through this a little bit more here for both of our podcasts because I know that there are going to be major question marks, especially on the Sacramento Kings side uh, with this deal. But we were talking a little bit before uh, recording, and I I thought you brought up something interesting that I want you to elaborate on here, uh, if you don't mind. And you're talking about 
each team kind of trading a little bit of their trash here, which, by the way, the deal, in case you didn't hear it, uh, was Buddy Heald being traded along with the number nine pick to New Orleans for Eric Bledsoe and the number 10 pick. I have my reasoning. You have uh, your reasoning. But essentially what you said is both sides are kind of trading their trash a little bit, but each one's trash makes more sense for the other side. Yeah, you know, you get these deals where, like, everyone in New Orleans hates Eric Bledsoe, and he was just, like, legitimately terrible last season in New Orleans compared to, like, his Milwaukee days. And I think Kings fans, and you seem kind of, like, on the outs with Buddy Heald, his inconsistency and all that, it's just not working there. So you have both of these teams with these two guys that just don't work for them. Well, just swap them. Worst case is you get trash back, right? And you're kind of in the same boat that you were in before. So it's like a trash for trash trade, except your trash makes more sense on my team because I need shooting here. And look, Eric Bledsoe saves a ton of money for the Kings that don't need to be spending all of that money for, you know, kind of where they are. So I think it makes sense for both teams from that perspective. And as we were saying before, or when you and I were talking before we started hitting record here, you know, this is one of those exercises that I really like and I think is really valuable here with the Lockdown Podcast network where we're literally the local experts. I I love Chad Ford. I love some of these other people. They don't know the Pels as well as I do. They don't know the Kings as well as you do. So it's great when people try and kind of project what's happening. But when it's one person doing it for all 30 teams, you don't get the depth and the texture and just the insight that you do when it's you and I doing it. So we think this trade makes a ton of sense as literally boots on the ground people covering this team. And on top of that, this is a move that I legitimately could see happening. I wouldn't be surprised at all. That's the important thing. Yeah, I I wouldn't be surprised at all if both teams have engaged in conversation around this, maybe even Steven Adams and and Marvin Bagley working their way in, which uh, we can talk about as well, Jake, but... Compared to another conversation that I was having, because I shopped Buddy Heald, Marvin Bagley, and this number nine pick with a bunch of teams uh, during this mock draft, and I at one point had a trade on the table that was a three-team trade involving the the Kings, the Pacers, and the um, the Phoenix Suns, and basically long-term, or, or the short term of it, both Bagley and Buddy, or all three, Bagley and Buddy and number nine were gone, uh, but number or uh, Miles Turner was coming back to Sacramento, Jay Crowder was coming to Sacramento from Phoenix, picks were going everywhere it was one of those fun mock draft type trades but realistically how likely is that to happen versus a trade like this a buddy and Bledsoe swap financially it makes sense shooting wise for New Orleans it makes sense Uh, they're right next to each other in the draft this makes a lot of sense to actually happen in the NBA yeah, like, I, look, when when I see these, like, the fan mocks or the fan trade deadline things, and you see something like 50, 60 trades done, and Lillard's been traded, Westbrook's been traded, maybe LeBron or AD gets traded too, like, they're just so unrealistic that you're more doing like a 2K simulation than you are something going on with the actual NBA, and that's kind of, I think, what we're doing here, and that's why I find this pretty valuable, that... You understand your situation with the Kings and the cap and trying to shed some money. I understand the need for shooting here. This is just one of those things that would come together. And also it's impossible to figure out like three team trades. When I get those sent to me, I kind of just like roll my eyes because there's so many moving pieces. It's so hard to kind of project and predict those. And that when those things are, it's like fairly simple, right? They're never these complex things overall. It's usually like one guy goes here, another one goes here and another one goes there. And you kind of just all roll in a circle more or less. You know, that's it's it's not where there's like 50 picks involved and, and nine players. Not, none of those things really, really happen. So one for one trade. And look, we did the pick swaps in there. And don't forget, you got a second round pick two out of this, which it didn't really factor in since we weren't you know uh, doing a mock of the second round. It's one of those things that like, they call each other and maybe have this conversation and it would work out. 
Yeah, and honestly, I'm sure you on your podcast have have talked about why you pulled the trigger and made this deal. It's, it's easier to see from the Pelicans' perspective with the lack of shooting uh, on that roster or the shooting that they lacked last year that you certainly get uh, in Buddy Heald. It's harder to see on the Kings' side because the, the financials aren't, aren't plastered and put right in front of you, but the amount of money that the Kings are saving in a deal like this is pretty significant. So rather than going into that more because we both did that on our own podcast, one thing I did want to talk about is the the decision to swap picks number nine and number 10. And what I think is important context to talk about here is we both were interested in Moses Moody who ended up going eight. And I was pretty confident (laughs) that my guy Franz Wagner, who was pretty much my backup plan the entire time, a very close second to Moses Moody. I was pretty confident he was going to be on the board at 10. That's why I didn't mind moving down a spot. To me, the, the pick swap wasn't that significant a part of the trade, but from the Kings perspective, I didn't mind dropping a spot because the guy that I wanted to be there was still going to be there. Yeah. So that, so I was thinking about this today, right? Like I, I, so when I said it on, on the show, I moved up to nine to try and get Moody. Cause I was kind of worried you were going to take him and he didn't make it to 10 in any of the mocks that we had done before that. And I can't remember if he even made it to nine, but I figured with the opportunity to move up, I may as well. The trade fundamentally is, is blood. So for buddy healed, like that's, that's what this was. The moving up to nine actually in theory. And I didn't think about this until today kind of hurts the Pelicans because that number nine pick is scaled at a slightly higher salary than than 10. So I could have not done that in there, taking Kispert at 10 and paid a little bit less for him. If anything, Kispert's like the big winner in all this because he probably gets paid like $200,000 more or whatever it might be. So in theory, it's actually really good for you to trade down and get your guy just at a little bit cheaper. I did with Moses Moody at nine. You know, part of this was we were trying to get this done so quickly. I didn't want to wait to see who the magic took Mm -hmm. to try and make it like that realistic. But otherwise, I would have just been like, if I saw Moody go off the board at eight, I would have been just buddy healed for Eric Bledsoe and I would have happily still tossed in I think it was the 42nd pick or the 45th pick something like that well and another element I think that's important to bring up that would have spiced things up a little bit and we didn't even broach this in our initial conversation it actually came up much later in conversation over Twitter but we could have thrown a little extra spice into this trade by involving Marvin Bagley uh, and Steven Adams. That's a deal that I think both sides would have agreed to, right? Also sending Marvin uh, to the New Orleans Pelicans. The t- Kings take back a, a physical player in Steven Adams who doesn't necessarily make sense from a speed get, get up and down the floor standpoint, but in terms of rebounding, a little bit of rim protection, but just having a solid body down low, which the Kings have lacked for a while, really since Alex Len, which I roll my eyes saying that. Uh, that that would have been pretty significant, I think, for both sides. Yeah, I would have I would have done that in a second. You would have made Pelicans fans so happy. I mean, look, Adams wasn't I wouldn't call him bad last year. Injured at times. Yeah, but I wouldn't call him bad. He's a good. He's a useful player. 17 million for him the next two years or so. 18 million, whatever it is, is a little bit rich for me, given that he just doesn't fit next to Zion Williamson and Brandon Ingram and kind of clogs the lane for them. And I think that's a bit of an issue. So I have spacing first and foremost on my mind. So to get off of that contract, to get off of both of those deals and not really have to give up an asset for it, right? Like not having to include the 10th pick essentially in this to move off of both those guys was something I would jump at in a second to be able to do. And then just kind of roll the dice with Jackson Hayes or Billy Hernan Gomez at center. So yeah, we could have expanded it to do that deal. Um, and still made this work. Maybe we wrap up with this unless you have anything more that you want to add, but both of these teams, the the Kings and the Pelicans, in interesting situations here in the Western Conference where both are trying to win right now. And I, I know the the Kings, in some people's eyes, seem further along than the Pelicans are. The Pelicans could 
be further along than the Kings, depending upon uh, who you're talking to and, and who you're looking at. But the reality is both these teams expect to be and want to be in the playoffs uh, as early as next season. And it's easier, I guess, to see how this trade bolsters the route uh, to the playoffs for the Pelicans adding two of maybe what would be the the NBA's best shooters. Buddy Hield's already proven. Corey Kispert is widely considered uh, the best shooter in the the NBA draft. From the Kings' standpoint, though, this opens up the door to potentially trade Eric Bledsoe again at the deadline as because he's only owed $3.9 million in the final year of that contract, or only 3.9 is guaranteed. That's basically a a tradable asset that you have there. Or the Kings, if they didn't want to wait that long, could honestly shop and trade DeLon Wright to potentially add another asset or open up some cap space to re-sign Rashawn Holmes. So the Kings would have a little more work to do, I think, than the Pelicans after this trade is made. But it would be a fun race if this happened to see how it affects these two teams and their push for not just the play-in, but the playoffs itself. Yeah, oh, no, definitely. That's what I think is kind of interesting about this. In theory, they're kind of bolstering themselves. I agree with you that I think the Kings have a little bit further to go after a deal like this. But look, there's more flexibility there. And I'm taking a lot of that away for the Pelicans by bringing in Buddy Heald and his contract, not just this year, but other years too. So it's, you know, there, there's trade-offs to it. It's when you're looking to get something and you're not in, you know, uh, a cap space team, you're going to have to give up stuff. You're going to have to take stuff back. It's a bit of a problem, right? Like you just kind of have to live with these deals that aren't, perfect by any stretch of the means but kind of serve the the biggest need right now and I think both teams accomplish that well Jake I think most are going to say that the Pelicans won this trade I think it's pretty close we'll see what the 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 people have to say on social media and just those who listen to the ultimate mock draft show encourage everybody to go and listen to that ultimate mock draft show and in the end if this trade does actually happen we can say we did it first and I'd be interested to see out of these two teams which one gets the leg up in this scenario no, it'll be fun. I'm I'm sure they've talked about this. Like I don't I don't doubt that. And I, let's let's see if some rumors come out about this based off of like our our ultimate mock draft trade. Even pretending to be an NBA general manager on draft day is a tough job, and it makes you hungry. Thankfully, I have Built Bars, the best tasting protein bars ever, protein bars that taste like candy bars. I have a double chocolate bar right in front of me. It's not as good as my favorite mint brownie, but it's up there. All the bars are covered in 100% chocolate. There are other great flavors also like cookies and cream, orange, strawberry, salted, caramel. If you like sweet, if you like savory, if you like fruity, we have it all for you. All these bars 17 to 18 grams of protein calories ranging from 130 to 180 only four to five grams of sugar and only four to five grams of net carbs they're amazing they taste good and they're healthy for you go to built.com use promo code locked on you'll get 15 percent off of your order again that's promo code locked on for 15 percent off at built.com today's episode of the locked on kings podcast is brought to you by rock auto with the ever-increasing number of makes like fiat and kia and models, Pacifica, XT5, it's now impossible to stock all the parts you need in a traditional chain storefront. Why endure often pointless or seemingly intimidating questioning like is your Odyssey an LX or an EX? And why wait while the counterman orders the parts on his computer, choosing the only brands that his warehouse happens to carry? You have a computer with access to rockauto.com at home and in your pocket. RockAuto.com offers all the lowest prices possible rather than charging prices based on what the market will bear like airlines do. RockAuto.com is for everybody and does not require membership or account login. I know nothing about cars. Absolutely nothing about cars. But when I know what part I need, I go to RockAuto.com. It's in my basket and on its way to my house within hours. It's amazing. Plus, it saves me a ton of money. 
Go to rockauto.com right now and see all the parts available for your car or truck. Be sure to write locked on in their how did you hear about us box so that they know we sent you. Amazing selection, reliably low prices, all the parts your car will ever need. rockauto.com So you've heard my explanation of the deals that I've made. You've heard my conversation with locked on Pelicans host Jake Madison. What do you think of the deal? What do you think of the ultimate mock draft for the Sacramento Kings as a whole? If this were to actually happen in real life, which I think there's a good chance that it could, would you be happy or would you be upset with this draft? Let me know at Matt George Radio on Twitter or email me mgeorge at sacklocalmedia.com. If you have other suggestions for how you'd like the draft to go, if you were in charge of the Kings during this ultimate mock draft and you would do things differently, tell me what you'd do. I'll let you know if I tried it or not. I'll let you know if it's realistic or not. Again, at Matt George Radio on Twitter or email me mgeorge at sacklocalmedia.com. Please tune in to tomorrow's Locked on Kings podcast. I'm very much looking forward to my interview with Aaron Torres from Fox Sports Radio, also college basketball analyst. He's going to join me. We're going to talk more NBA draft, get his opinion maybe on what I did in the mock draft and other potential prospects out there that the Kings could be interested in. And coming Friday, What I meant to do earlier in the week, I will do, or at least I have planned to do unless something else comes up. I am doing that build your own Sacramento Kings NBA offseason adventure that I think you'll really enjoy. So I hope you will join me for that. Plus next week, it's NBA draft week. Not only is our locked on coverage of the NBA draft going to be off the hook, but I have a interesting guest planned, a former Sacramento King who played for many years with the Kings when they weren't good at all. But at the time, he was a fan favorite. He's a fun personality. He plays in the Big Three League. I have him scheduled to join me next week, so I'm looking forward to that. I hope you will listen to that. Plus, I hope you listen to every single episode. Keep listening to the Locked On NBA Ultimate Mock Draft all week long. It's an incredible show, an incredible production. And if you could leave a review of this Locked On Kings podcast, I really would appreciate that. Best place to do so is on Apple Podcasts or iTunes. Hit five stars. Leave a little blurb about what you like about the podcast, any constructive criticism, anything you'd like to hear on the pod, or just why you would encourage others to listen. Leave it in that box. I really would appreciate that. Thank you so much for listening. As always, can't wait to have you with me next time. Until then, my name is Matt George. You have been listening to Locked On Kings, part of the Locked On Podcast Network. You are Locked On Kings. Your daily Sacramento Kings podcast. Part of the Locked On Podcast Network. Your team every day.